Everybody Googles everything, especially potential customers or employers, and a business or personal online reputation can make or break you. If negative search results or reviews are impacting you, Webamax is here to help. Our proven process restores your online reputation quickly and effectively, and it matters. Don't let negative results control your narrative. Visit GoWebamax.com and fill out a brief confidential form to see how we can help. Remember, if you aren't paying attention to your online reputation, someone else is. GoWebamax.com before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Welcome to another episode of the Giant Take Podcast. I'm Josh, and I'm joined by my co-host, Alex. Breaking news, we are here. Joe Shane is going to be the New York Giants general manager. He has been hired by the team and is official. Adam Schefter, Paul Schwartz, it's out. Even the New York Giants Twitter uh, has put out. They put out his words, and the Bills GM also had a few comments on the situation as well. Uh, and Joe Shane um, as a person ever since Joe Shane was interviewed and he was the first interview funny enough so I think from that point Giants fans and um, reporters just knew that he was the front runner for the job he was the uh, number one candidate and it came down to three guys who were the final uh, the, the, the who brought, were brought back for second and I think in-person interviews Joe Shane the Bills assistant GM Ryan Poles, the chief, the chief's executive director of player personnel, and Adam Peters, the 49ers assistant general manager. And then Shane was the favorite. There was no wrong candidate here. The Giants were not making the wrong decision with getting any of these guys. There were reasons why they all should have been taken. Now, Shane... He's a very good candidate. He was a lot of people's, definitely Giants fans, a majority on Twitter, at least that I follow or that I see in my feed, uh, was their favorites. And I don't know if he was mine. I really liked Peters, but I think that uh, the the decision, it was made, and it was a really good one. And now Joe Shane is the general manager of the Giants. So we're looking to- towards brighter days uh, in this New York Giants on this team, right, with the roster and in this front office. Now, let me bring in my co-host, Alex. How are you? I'm doing good. Uh, you know, this is how I look at the three candidates. Poles had the upside. He was like kind of more of the, if we're talking in like player evaluation terms, he was more of the guy with the raw talent, you know, lots of upside. And then Peters is kind of like your known commodity. Maybe he doesn't have, he has a high floor, uh, maybe not the highest ceiling. And then Shane was kind of in the middle of those two. Um, that's kind of how I felt about this whole process. I like Peters as well. Uh, I thought he was probably the most qualified candidate, um, but I think 
I think Shane's going to be good for this organization, especially if he brings along Dabble, if he brings along Flores. We're, we're looking in the right direction here. Uh, you know, we, we can't say anything until he does fix this team, right? We're not going to say he's the greatest uh, GM ever yet. Um, but, uh, you know, we just, we got to wait and see what happens. But it, it's looking like it's a positive direction that the Giants are going in. We did this the right way. Now let's continue to do this the right way. Give Shane the control. Don't, no more Mara doing anything. All in Shane's hands, hopefully now. And hopefully it works out. I've said hopefully about five times because mm-hmm. there's a lot of hopefullys. Right. Uh, I, but we, from right now, from this standpoint, right when we're recording, Friday night, January 21st of 2022, the Giants are taking the step uh, in the right direction. So happy about that. And for sure. Interesting. You're a dabble guy. I'm a dable guy. I, again, I don't know because <laughs> there's a mix of both. I think it's, I think it's dable, but yeah. Cause like, when I think of dabble, it's like, I'm dabbling on like this, like pepper on my, whatever, like on my, uh, steak. I don't know. Like, right. Isn't that like a word, right? When you dabble something. Yeah, like or, you're dabbling into something, like you're you're dabbling into a right. new career or something. So uh, yeah. I don't know, I don't know which one's right, but it's funny. You're a dabble person. I'm a dabble person. So, um, we'll we'll go into the uh, head coaching candidates in a little bit. Let's talk a little bit more about Shane because Alex, as we know, it seems like he's a player's first guy. He likes the players. He wants them to be. Uh, it seems like together in the locker room, he wants to make sure they're all good, even though he isn't like the VP of or uh, of or director as uh polls was a player personnel he is still big on the players and scouting uh it looks to be like he's very much into that he's looking into bringing the right players to the team and it doesn't look like he's into bringing in not just special teamers uh like our former head coach joe judge or just um i don't know blockbuster deals maybe like a like a uh, Dave Gettleman, right? And just making moves like crazy with money. Seems like he conserves his money. Uh, He was a big part in the Josh Allen process. We know that he was very high on him, but it looks like he's a very, uh, you know, he's going to do his research. And I think we have a, I don't know if we have the quote from the uh, Bills GM, but I remember reading from the Zoom press conference that he did talking about the, uh, you know, the uh, Joe Shane leaving the organization. He said, don't worry he'll be doing his research. Like he will be doing his research into players. That is not a concern. Uh, and the New York giants are getting a great, uh, you know, GM. And of course he kind of has to say that, right. He's not going to not say that, but, um, just, just the acknowledgement from him. Uh, and also the statement, uh, on Shane's message to giants fans is a positive one. And we can get to all of that, but Alex, I know you had a point. Sorry about that. What I was going to say is while he, I, I know you're saying he wouldn't make as many, like, ludicrous moves or stuff like that. I think he's going to be aggressive though. I think you need to be aggressive when fixing this team. You're going to have to make some moves, um, whether that is trading the Bills up got in the draft. Stephon Diggs, right? So that, yeah. that's a big thing. Traded for Stephon Diggs. But that will was a he huge make, trade. Will he make like a signing for a risky Kenny Galladay injury prone older Maybe wide not. receiver? You never know. And I think that was a big Kevin Abrams, Dave Gettleman move. Had to move around a lot of money to sign a four-year, $72 million contract with Galladay. I don't know if he'll do... He can definitely make big moves, Alex, but I think he makes... I think strategy is along in that. And I wouldn't say the Kenny Galladay signing as an example was a strategic signing. I don't know how, I, I wouldn't say it was a good signing. Look, back then we said that, and now we still say that, right? It's even more apparent now because he played a season and wasn't so good for the Giants. Um, it could be better, right? We don't know. But I would say the Dicks trade, it might've worked out for both sides, but the Bills, 
what they got out of it is a number one wide receiver for Josh Allen and target. And I would say what the bills got, they definitely needed and it's turning positive for them. Sorry. <laughs> Again. Yeah, for sure. And they also traded up in the draft for Josh Allen, right? So there's all sorts of things that maybe he won't be afraid to do. You might be surprised. Could he possibly trade up from the second round into the late first round for a quarterback in this year's draft if he doesn't think their value at five or a good value at five or seven? Maybe. I I think we're going to have to look at this differently. I think he's younger. He's more analytical. I think you're going to see more aggressive moves than you saw with, uh, with Dave, who didn't know how to operate a computer. You're right. Well, he's all, he was also an older guy. I mean, come on. We, we all have our tech issues here and there. Um, <laughs> but it is what it is. Let, what do you want to go to now, Alex? We can, do you want to talk about his message? Um, yeah, let's to, go to, to let's go fans? to his message. Why don't you read his message? Oh, right. Because I'm good with the quotes. Um, yeah, you're good at reading. <laughs> thanks. I know you put me in this position on purpose. Okay. okay so here's Joe Shane's, uh, message to uh, the Giants fans. He said, now the work begins. My immediate focus is to hire a head coach with whom I will work in lockstep with to create a collaborative environment for our football operations. We will cast a wide net. It can be former head coaches, first-time head coaches, but more importantly, it has to be a person who possesses the ability to lead an organization and the ability to motivate and develop players. On the personal side, We will begin to evaluate our roster and prepare for the draft and free agency. Our goal is to build a roster that will be more, that will be competitive, have depth, and most importantly, win football games. That last uh, statement there, a big concern this past season and in the last five seasons, at least with New York Giants fans winning football games, closing football games, getting to the playoffs, getting wins. That's a big concern, and that is something that he mentions he will address, and we hope that he will stick to his word and address that. Dave Gettleman came in here. He said, I'm going to rebuild this offensive line. I'm going to do it well. He didn't do that, right? So, And here's the deal, and now I've gotten it, Alex. With, with Joe Judge coming in here, we fell for that opening press conference. Maybe Joe Shane is going to have a really good opening press conference. We can't fall for this stuff again. So... He says this whole thing in the last line. We're going to evaluate our roster for the draft, our goal, be competitive, have depth, and win football games. That's a great statement. Any guy in football can write the same statement. So take that in. We love what he did as the assistant general manager. He seemed really qualified. He was really qualified. It's not that he seemed it. He was really qualified for the job. Now he's in the job position. Now he's got to succeed. And that's what we got to see as Giants fans. Can he turn that roster that front office, those free agents, those uh, draft, those uh, NFL draft players that the Giants pick, can he turn them into positivity, into depth, into progression, and into wins? That's what he said. Most importantly, football wins. That gets you to the Super Bowl. That wins you the Super Bowl. Um, that brings in trophies. Yeah, for sure. He's definitely very qualified. He was probably, beh- I'd say behind Peters, he might have been the most qualified GM candidate out there. Um, and you could even argue he's more qualified than Peter. So I think we got the right guy. I think hopefully it'll all work out. We got to see what he does here in free agency. Who's he going to cut? That's going to be the big thing to see. Are we going to see a Blake Martinez cut? Are we going to see a James Bradbury cut? Are we going to see restructures? Are we going to see extensions? 
Sterling Shepard, what's he going to do? Saquon Barkley, the Bills have historically not really had great running backs and never uh, valued them very highly. Is Shane going to value Saquon Barkley? All these questions. Daniel Jones, of course. So that's what I want to go to, Alex. What's the biggest thing that can happen under Shane when it comes to the roster? And I think you said his name. I think it's the quarterback position, right? The most important position in football, the most maybe important position in sports. What is he going to do with Jones? And is that going to be his decision? Or is that going to be the head coaching decision? Or is that going to be a collaborative effort between both of those guys? It did come out on Twitter. I want to say it was also from Ian O'Connor. We have a quote about him later in the episode. But About John Mara. Yeah, about John Mara. There was quotes that apparently all three of these guys, Poles, Peters, and Shane, all believed that Daniel Jones was uh, dealt a unfair hand and that he could possibly have potential to be the quarterback. Uh, at least this is what we're hearing, right? We don't know what they actually think, but that's what's coming out. So could that possibly mean that Daniel Jones is staying? Uh, well, you know, he most likely is staying, but is he going to play or not? That's going to be the real question. And, uh, the, you know, the cap situation's tight this year. Got to see what he does. Is is Shane going to look at it like, you know, this year's a wash anyway? Let's not restructure. Let's not push back uh, salaries to next year where our cap situation's pretty good. You know, these are all these are all things that we're going to have to take a look at. And I think what he does is free agency is going to set up for what we might see in the draft. And Alex, I think we talked about it on the episode where we talked about Dave Gettleman retiring and I think Joe Judge getting fired. I think we grouped that into one. Um, we we mentioned how Gettleman, it seemed like he was going out with a bang. He uh, maybe made the decision or was told, this is your last season to prove yourself by Mara. Or maybe he said, I'm retiring after this year and said, all right, this is my last hurrah. Let's throw the Giants into cap hell. And that's what he did. With all the signings he did uh, in free agency, he brought in Dor- a Dory Jackson and uh, he brought in Kenny Galladay, right? Those were the main two that cost a lot of money. Uh, there were some other moves in there as well. He got John Ross. I'm trying to think of what else he did in the offseason. I mean, Afadio Denebo, he didn't even st- stick around for long. Kyle Rudolph, that was another, that was another cap hit. So he made some... He made some troubling, interestingly, uh, interestingly weird. I don't, I don't know where I'm going with this rule, uh, uh, um, moves, excuse me. So he kind of put the Giants in a bad place. He put the Giants and the future general manager, Joe Shane, in a bad place to start out his tender, uh, with the Giants. So tenure, tender. Yeah. What do I, tenure. Yeah. I, yeah. What am I, what we am I saying? Three Alex? Years. What? I, I mean, don't know. <laughs> I don't know. You got to give you got to give Shane 3 years. You got to give Shane 3 years. Yeah. You got to give the coach 3 years now cuz we're in a deep hole here where we are right now. You got to give them time. As much as we're not going to jump to conclusions that he's the best, we're also not going to say he's the worst after yeah. one or two bad seasons. Yeah. So um there's some coaching candidates and we should go into that now. There's 3 that we know of that the Giants have interest in. Uh, one of them, I think they've asked, uh, they've requested for an interview, but the other two should be soon. Okay, so there's three guys, and we'll go into all of them, and we'll talk about who's our favorite, who you know is the most qualified, all that good stuff. Uh, but the three coaching candidates that look to be at the top right now that the Giants are interested in, again, one that they offered an interview, that they requested an interview, excuse me, uh, and the other two they're interested in. So it's Brian Flores. Brian Dable and Dan Quinn. So Dan Quinn, the offensive coordinator or defensive coordinator? 
defensive coordinator. Defensive, yeah. Of the Dallas Cowboys, former Atlanta Falcons head coach who was fired, I want to say now last year, and then picked this pat this season was picked up by the Dallas Cowboys to be their defensive coordinator. Good move by them, honestly. And they had a really top defense in the NFL this year. A lot of players that stand out. Some off the top of my head, Micah Parsons with the sack count uh, in his rookie season, right? And then um, Trevon Diggs on defense with the amount of interceptions he had. So he's going to be a guy that the Giants have requested uh, to interview. Then we have Brian Flores. The deal with Flores is he has been fired from the Miami Dolphins, but for some reason, he's like still part of their staff. So we well, still under contract. So they, they're still asking the Dolphins out of like politeness. <laughs> yeah. Uh, if they can talk uh, with Flores and then the deal with Brian Dable, who actually was already talked about when Joe Shane was running, you know, or trying to get the GM job for the Giants is that if Shane is to get the GM job, his top candidate will be Brian Dable, which makes a lot of sense, obviously. They're, they're at the you know, same organization, knows him well, offensive coordinator, very good offensive coordinator to say the least. The thing is, uh, the Giants will not be able to interview him till the Super Bowl if they win this week, I believe is the case. Yes. If they yes. lose this week, which I don't know what we want to happen, uh, I guess a better... The the close the quick, lose so that so that he comes in quicker the quicker the better I guess yes but yeah, I also like the sure. Bills like I'm gonna probably root for them so. I think they're gonna win though I don't I think know they are I don't win. know so if we're if the Bills lose this week we'll be able to talk to Dable basically as soon as possible after the game if they win uh there is no we're not able to interview uh him during I guess the conference championship so the next time would have to be around the Super Bowl so that's something to think about. That doesn't mean he's going anywhere, though. Like, he'll still be available. It'll just be like, that might throw off the head coaching search if he's still our favorite, but we can interview other guys and we like other guys and we're just waiting and waiting and waiting. Then who knows, Flores can get a job somewhere else. uh, Dan Quinn can either stay at Dallas or, you know, find a job somewhere else. So it's just something to think about. I want to, Alex, I'll give you the floor for a little bit and then I can go into the in-depth, like what roles have these guys had uh, in the NFL or in college? Yeah. So I'd say with Dable, I think he is my favorite. I want him or Dabble, however you want to say. It doesn't really matter uh, until he actually becomes the head coach. And then I'll figure out what his name actually is. And I'd say he and Flores are both up there. I like Flores because he has that head coaching experience. So I'd say him and Dabble, because Dabble has that offensive mind, I think that would be really, really nice to have on the Giants. Uh, and if Flores came in, I don't know what exactly would happen with the offensive coordinator who it would be, etc. Dan Quinn, I have zero interest in. Uh, you know, he was at the Falcons for a while, got them to a Super Bowl, blew a 28-3 lead, and... Uh, yeah, I, I, I have zero interest in Dan Quinn. But Flores and Dabble, I'd be ha- happy with either, for sure. His team blew a 28-3 lead. I mean, I'm sure his... He's the coach. I know. His, He's the coach. All right, his coaching led to it, yes. You know, interesting thing is, though, he might want to come home. Uh, if you don't know, um, Dan Quinn actually grew up in Morristown, New Jersey. So a Jersey a Jersey kid. Flores grew up in... Oh, Brooklyn yeah. Or Queens, he also I think? He also grew up here, too. 
which is very interesting. I, I want to say it was I, it's either Queens or Brooklyn. I can I, I can look it up when I when I look at his uh, thing. But Dabble doesn't have a connection in terms of. It's just uh, it would it's a connection between him yeah. and the GM Joe Shane. All right, yeah. Let, let's exactly. start out with Dan Quinn. That's who I have up first. Um, I'll go through each position and and where they were. So starting off in 1994, William and Mary uh, Quinn was the defensive line coach there. Then he went to VMI. I assume that's a college. In 1995, as a defensive line coach, then Hofstra from 96 to 99 as a defensive line coach. He was then the coordinator and defensive line coach at Hofstra in the 2000 season. He then went, you know, made the transition to the NFL, which, by the way, you got to, I guess, be really good at what you're doing if you're going from Hofstra University right to the NFL with the 49ers. Um, So he went to the 49ers for the 2001-2002 season as the defensive quality control coach, then got upgraded to the D-line coach for the 49ers 2003-2004, transitioned over to the Dolphins from 2005 and 2006 as a defensive line coach there, the Jets D-line coach 2007-2008, uh, the Seahawks got upgraded here to the assistant head coach and defensive line coach from 29 to 2010. Went back to college to get a bigger role and coached Florida. There, he was their defensive coordinator and defensive line coach 2011 and 2012 season. Seattle Seahawks defensive coordinator 2013 to 2014 season. And then the Falcons head coach from 2015 to 2020 when he was eventually fired. And right now his present role is with the Dallas Cowboys as the defensive coordinator. And we knew that. So a big, a big uh, resume, as you as you can tell. His regular season head coaching record is forty three and forty two. He's three and two in the postseason, and career record is forty six and forty four. Uh, so something he was a Super Bowl champion though uh, with the Seattle Seahawks against Seahawks, the Broncos. Right? Yeah. yeah. So there's that. Um, do you want me to just transition to the next one from here? Yeah, I have no interest in Dan Quinn. I don't think many Giants fans have interest in Dan Quinn, so we'll move on. Okay, that works. Uh, So then Flores, he was raised in a section of Brooklyn, and he went to school in Brooklyn, played football at Boston College. An injury prevented him from playing in the NFL, but he grew up a Giants fan, so that's probably it. That's probably what you were talking about. Um, And he also grew up in Brooklyn, like I was saying, yeah. Yeah, so... I mean, there's connections there. Connections. He might want to come back to his home. I mean, the team you like growing up, why wouldn't you want to be a head coach of that team? Okay. So he started straight in the NFL. Uh, I'm sure there was some stuff before then, but uh, he started as an executive. So he was the scouting assistant for the Patriots in 2004, 2005. Then he was their pro scout in 2006, 2007. Uh, He then stayed with the Patriots. um, 2008, 2009, their special teams assistant. In 2010, he was the assistant offense and special teams coach. 2011, he was the defensive assistant. From 2012 to 2015, he was a safeties coach. And from 2016 to 2018, the linebackers coach, he then got upgraded, went to the Miami Dolphins, and from the 2019 to 2020, and from 2019 to 2021, he was the head coach there. His record, 24 and 25. He has four Super Bowls, though, with the New England Patriots. As we know, all he's been talked about is an unsuccessful coach or will he be or can he be or he is an un- unsuccessful coach after leaving Bill Belichick and all, everyone who's left Bill Belichick to try and get higher positions have, have failed. I think Flores, as he, you know, from when he started in 2019 as the head coach of the Dolphins, that team has improved this past season. They did pretty well. They actually ended the season stopping the Patriots from winning the division. They got a crucial win. Had the Patriots play against the Bills, Patriots got crushed, by the way, against the Bills. So 
you know, actually the Dolphins had a key, a key role, whether they were in the playoffs or not, or of uh, defying the Patriots fate in the playoffs. And I would say having them go on whatever winning streak it was for six games, seven games. I don't know how much it was to be specific, um, but to just turn that season around and give his players hope. He coached a winning season. That's the biggest thing. Like, why was he fired in a winning season? Yeah. It's very interesting and it's weird. And the year before that, he was what ten and six, right? Ten and six with that Dolphins team. You know, they spent a lot in free agency the year before. He got five wins with that team uh, before that. Everyone thought they would be going zero and seventeen or zero and sixteen at that point. I think he's a good coach. He has head coaching experience, which is really nice for a young team like the Giants. Ten and six. Yeah, you're right. Sorry. So yeah, I like I like Flores a lot. I think he's definitely up there. Uh, if we hire him, I will not be upset. And then Brian Dable, um, let's go on to him now. Also a guy that came from William & Mary. In 1997, he was their volunteer assistant. He then went to Michigan State in 1998 and 1999. He was a graduate assistant. Then he was the defensive assistant for the Patriots in the 2001 season. He then went to the uh, Patriots wide receivers coach job from 2002 to 2006. Then went to the Jets. Uh, was the quarterback's coach there from 2007 to 2008. He was the Browns' offensive coordinator in 2009 and 2010. Went to the Dolphins as their offensive coordinator in 2011. Then to the Chiefs as their offensive coordinator in 2012. Back to the Patriots to coach tight ends from 2013 to 2016. Went to Alabama, got a college job as an offensive coordinator and quarterback's coach. And then the Buffalo Bills, where he stands right now. 2018 to the 2021 season, their offensive coordinator. He's a five-time Super Bowl champion. He was the AP NFL Assistant Coach of the Year last season in 2020. And he's also a college football national champion um, as he won it with Alabama the one season he was there, which is pretty pretty lucky getting that. And then, you know, probably helped him get that job at uh, the Buffalo Bills as the offensive coordinator. But if you see some repetition there, you're right. You see the, the quarterbacks coach. That's a key part there the just like joe shane had the uh you know had a big part i think in drafting josh allen i think the development of josh allen and the the play scheme that makes him so successful brian dable i think has a big part of that and alex i'm sure you can agree yeah for sure uh it's all nice and good finding talent but can you progress that talent can you make that talent succeed at the next level and that's what dable's done uh with players like you know, Gabriel Davis, uh, I think he was out of what UCF he, you know, in fourth round or something like that. Another player who's been going off recently in the playoffs. So it's, it's about making these players play well, right? You know, on paper, is their offensive line that great for the bills? No, it's probably bottom 10, but it doesn't perform like that. It performs upper uh, tier in the league. So, you, you know, it's all about getting the most out of your players. Yeah, I would agree. Um, and they have pretty good. They have a pretty good receiving core there. Uh, the when they're on the top of their game, I think the the one two punch of Devin Singletary and Zach Moss is pretty. Uh, you know, is pretty good. And I think they have a good team overall. So again, these three coaches candidates. Um, besides Dan Quinn, I wouldn't say you really can go wrong. I, I, I if you hire Dan Quinn as your head coach, I wouldn't recommend it. It's not extremely bad so let's give our picks now Alex so we have Joe Shane I think and I wrote this down because I wanted to ask you 
My, I think if it's Shane and Flores this offseason, I think the Giants, out of all of the teams, they won this early stage of the offseason. Before the draft, before free agency, they won with their moves. With the you know teams that have to rebuild and get their coaches and GMs, I think the Giants won by, uh, by doing this. So I want to ask you, is this the best plan if they get sh- uh, Shane and Flores? We win on paper, but we're not going to win till we actually start winning on the field. So if we win on the field, then sure. I asked you the off-season question, though. On the off-season, on paper, yes, I would agree we would win. That is my pick. I I really think that it depends on the OC. Really depends on the OC. If Flores can come in and get a decent OC in here, then Flores. But if not, I, I want Dable. You know, I think Dable could very well be the coach only because I think Flores, he's got interviews. You know, he's got other places to be. So the Giants aren't like the only one. I'm not saying Dable's like, oh, he's only going to the Giants, but we've only really heard the Giants as a top guy or the, as Dable as their top guy. So that's, I think he's going to be the number one priority for the Giants. And I don't know if they're going to let him slip like they might Flores because Flores has, has other opportunities that he might want to seek. So that's something to think about. Although we talk about Pat Graham and how he deserves a head coaching job. He, it doesn't seem like any, anyone's trying to interview him. So right now the top place he can go to another team is as a defensive coordinator. So why wouldn't he want to say the Giants defensive coordinator right now, unless he's going to go to a winning team and be their defensive coordinator. It's interesting, Alex. He didn't get offered like anything, uh, yeah. so far when it comes to head coaching interviews. So then, if you bring Flores in, I think that's perfect because you already have chemistry between those two. And well, we don't know how that all ended, right? He left Miami. Was it on a sour note, or was it because he just really wanted to come to New York? Yeah. We don't really know. That would—that's something we'll never know. Well, we will know if he decides to, you know, right. boot him away. But um, and and you know, we, Graham does yeah. give good interviews, so he he could very well. If Flores comes in, he could very well let us know. Yeah, and, and I would say. And also Dable has history with the Patriots as well. So he could possibly keep Graham as his DC as well. Yeah. So that's another thing to think about. Let's talk about John Mara. Uh, he actually reached out to Brian Flores a couple of nights ago. Mara assured Flores that he's a serious candidate and that the Giants will be willing to eat some money to clear up space and bring Flores in as the new head coach per Ian O'Connor. Do you think, like, how much would they have to clear up? Like, is it is it is a lot? Is it going to be effective? I don't. I don't know exactly what this quote is in reference to. I saw this also, and he didn't really make it clear. Is it in reference to cap space, so he can make moves in free agency, or is it moves just like for coaching budgeting? That's what I was saying. I, I would. I would. I don't know which one it is, I, but what? I guess whatever. Just not cap space. I don't want us suspending crazy in free agency. I. I don't know Walker. what it is. I. If it's coaching salaries, well, Thomas McGoffey looks like he's going to be moving on, so that's got to open some room, and. We don't have an offensive coordinator that I know of unless... Um, There's no limit for coaching salaries, so it's just up to John Mara if no. he wants to open his checkbook. <laughs> exactly. I mean, we don't... But that's yeah. the thing, right? So that opens a special teams. So that's... Gonna, you know, if, if McGoffey goes to somewhere else for a better position, then we don't have a special teams coordinator. So that means that more money clears up. And for all I know, is Freddie Kitchens the offensive uh, coordinator of the future? I don't think so. I, so I don't really know. I guess, yeah, I guess it is like a John Mara... But he said he will. He's willing to do it. So not going to question it. And then the last thing for today. Well, well, well. Oh, good old Ben McAdoo. I, 
I was kind of hoping he'd be a OC for the Giants in Florida, but it's okay. He's taken. Don't worry, guys. Don't worry. What a move by the Carolina Panthers. I mean, in my opinion, going from bad to worse, I don't know what Panthers fans are thinking, but the Carolina Panthers have hired Ben McAdoo as the offensive coordinator. And no, I'm not making this up. I did not say the wrong name this time. Yes, the Giants old head coach, Ben McAdoo is now going to be the Carolina Panthers offensive coordinator. How hilarious is that? I I love when we get good news on a good day and then we get hilarious news. It kind of just makes you feel even better to see a team go in the opposite direction while hopefully we're going in the right direction. Now, if the Panthers go get 12 wins on the season and we get four, okay, sure, they have the last laugh. But <laughs> Ben McAdoo like, turns Sam Darnold into the next Josh Allen? Who knows? <laughs> But uh, for right now, it's a pretty laughable move, in my opinion. Yeah, totally. Okay. I mean, it's just... At least we're in it's agreement go- it's for goofy. that. It's goofy. It's bad. We got yeah. divisional games this weekend, Alex. Let's give our picks. Last weekend, let's see here. You went 6-0, and got all your picks right, and I went 4-2. and Because, of course, when I decide, hey, let's switch it up, ends up bad on my part. But that's just what happens, I guess, in the good old NFL. So let's go to this week. The uh, divisional round, four games this weekend, very exciting stuff. Saturday, 4.30, I guess you'll do the Sunday games. Saturday, 4.30, we got uh, Bengals-Titans, most overrated team in the NFL somehow, Alex. Goes to the divisional round, can you explain that? They won the wild card, I thought they were the most overrated team in the NFL. They've been that since like week 10 for you. How are they in the divisional round? Their defense has stepped up in the playoffs, I will have Mm -hmm. to say. I thought their offense would be good, but I didn't think their defense would be able to keep up with playoff offenses. It was just the Raiders, so calm down, everyone. But uh, yes, they are are impressing me, defensively especially. Oh, okay. Well, we both have the the Titans winning this game. And yes, as much as I defend the the Bengals from Alex's, uh, I don't know, absurd comments. (laughs) Not absurd. I just don't just like doubtful. I, you just, just disrespect doubtful. them like crazy. It's I, I don't like it. I don't. All right. Second game of Saturday, Saturday night one. Uh, 49ers, Packers. We both have the Packers winning this one. Alex, you take over for the Sunday games. Rams, Bucks. This is going to be an interesting one. I have the Rams. Josh has the Bucks. I think the Bucks are the safer bet, but I'm going, I'm going risky. I don't know why. I'm a, I, I think I'm probably up in the total year standings. We'll find out at the end. I think we should wait and do it at the end. So that way there's no, cause I know last year, like people were like, we were intentionally like throwing games and I was like picking the opposite of you intentionally and stuff. So I'm that not going to do that. This year. There was no reason was you needed me. to do that. You just did it because like you thought you had well, a I huge wanted to try lead. To win. No, you, yeah. Cause you thought you had a huge lead. Yeah. I did think I had a huge lead. Uh, anyway, bills, chiefs, I'm going bills. Josh goes chiefs. That's going to be the game of the week. And, um, and I'm excited for that one. I'll definitely be tuning into all of them, hopefully. But uh, yeah, those are our picks. Hoping to go four and zero this week. I can't believe you're Obviously. doubting Tom Brady in the divisional round. I because I can't. I know it's tough. I can't. I do think it. the Rams are going to be good. I think their defense is scary. They can scary. be good all they want, Alex. But <laughs> listen, Matthew Stafford to Tom Brady. <laughs> There's no comparison. The guy's a gro- He's a goat. Uh, I get it. I get it. I know I'm doing a stupid, foolish thing. Let's just see how it goes. <laughs> All right. And then the Bills Chiefs, yeah, game of the week. It's going to be two high-powered offenses against each other. As much as I want to go with the Bills, because, again, they are my favorites, the Chiefs, I just 
feel like are going to win. So we'll have to see. Again, thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Giant Take Podcast. I love breaking news podcasts. I don't know about Alex, but when we get news to talk about, I mean, the Joe Judge firing, the Dave Gettleman hire, uh, or what am I saying? The uh, Dave Gettleman retiring, the Joe Judge being fired. That was a great one. We, we found when we found the nine coach, all these people's careers ending. It was wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I sounded cold hearted. I guess the, uh, nine GMs, the nine people that might've gotten a job, but only one of them did. I mean, can I sound any better here? Uh, yeah. When we had the nine GM candidates to go through, that was super fun. And this one here. So I really like these. Uh, but again, thank you so much for listening. Subscribe to, to the giant take podcast. Uh, if you're, I don't know if you're watching on YouTube, we have a lot of stuff on the YouTube channel. So go subscribe on Apple podcast, Spotify, the YouTube channel, the giant take podcast, or wherever you're listening, you can go to Apple podcast, drop five stars in a rating or write us a review. You can go to ship slash giant take to find out all the places where you can listen or watch. Follow us on Twitter at the giant take pod. It's also the same thing at the giant take pod on TikTok. Then on Facebook and Instagram, we are the giant take podcast. So just look us up there. You'll find it. And is there anything else? I always say that, uh, I guess. Yeah, I, I guess not. So again, thank you so much for, uh, listening or watching whichever way you're doing. I don't know if this part is on the, the video side of things, but, uh, thank you so much for listening. We appreciate it. And I guess our next episode will is when we get more input on these coaching candidates. If there's more coaching candidates, probably early next week, I would assume. Yeah. Um, so we'll be back next time with some more coaching candidates, possibly some other uh, front office moves that uh, Joe Shane may make as the new Giants general manager. Thank you, everyone, for listening, and we'll see you next time. Welcome to the All 80s Movies Podcast. I'm Bill. And I'm Jason. And this is the podcast where we talk about the blockbusters, the flops, and everything in between from one of the freshest decades for movies, the 1980s. So whether you're a brain, a jock, a valley girl, or a Jedi, we've got some 80s classics for you. Do these movies stand the test of time? Are we discovering something new? Is there an 80s movie we're finally watching for the first time? Join us each week as we dive into the cinematic nostalgia that inspired and influenced a generation. From the hits to the cult classics, we'll discuss our earliest memories, favorite scenes, fun facts, and our not-so-favorite movie moments, too. It's the All 80s Movies Podcast, now available on all major streaming platforms. Please subscribe and happy listening.